everyone, and welcome to World Travel Escapes podcast, where we share our travel experiences on places we have visited worldwide. We're your hosts, Beth and Chris Doyle, and today we are continuing our Winetober and talking about Napa Valley, California. So Chris, why don't you let us know what is the overall feel of Napa Valley and why should we go? Okay, yes, great. So again, just a reminder, Beth and I did take a trip out here. So we have visited Napa and Sonoma. Napa is what we're going to be talking about today. So Napa Valley Wine Country is home to internationally acclaimed wine, winemakers, and wineries. It's located about 50 miles northeast of San Francisco. Francisco, and there's approximately 400 wineries out there. The wineries offer exciting tasting rooms as well as breathtaking views. So depending on which one you go to, you're going to get different views. You're going to get different experiences that all of them have to offer. And most of them have in their descriptions of the winery, like what you're going to experience. So you can kind of, if you're looking for one, like a cave tour, you can, you know, go online and look up what the best cave tours are. Uh, The best time to visit is March through May and August through October. However, the busiest time is August through October because that's when they're harvesting the grapes. So if you plan on going, if you go during that time, you're going to have, there's going to be a lot of people and there's going to be maybe some ways you may not be able to get the tastings as quickly as you would want them to. Uh, There's also some excellent restaurants with top rated chefs out there. Just a little side note that I found. uh, Napa Valley, it's unique because of its volcanic soils. The soils offer these wines of flavor that is entirely unique to this region and the volcanic materials also create some of the most fertile soils on the planet so that's probably why you have such unique tastes coming from this region Uh, some of the areas other than napa or within the napa region area are the calistoga saint helena oakville and rutherford and yumpville and we're going to touch on some of those locations as we go through the wineries that beth and i went to because they're kind of all we kind of went in and out of the different regions with our trip when we went out there okay chris so why don't we look at what we must see what are the things we should do when we're there so of course the main thing we should do when we're there or check out the wineries. The best way to see the wineries is getting a driver to take you around. There's different ways you can do that. There's vehicle services. You can have a designated driver friend take you guys around. But very importantly, you're going to be drinking at all these wineries and it is pretty spread out. So be cognizant of that. And what Beth and I decided to do, we actually did Napa Valley in two days. So the first day uh, we went on the Napa Valley Trolley Tour. The Napa Valley Trolley Tour is a San Francisco style trolley and they took us to four or five different wineries for the tastings and so that was super unique because it was like it was the only trolley car that I saw running around that day and everybody took pictures of it whenever we stopped at a winery yeah people always came over and took I pictures remember that. of the trolley yeah, yeah yeah it was super cool and once the trolley got there we had our reservation time already they took us in and it was all like privately guided tastings and stuff like that so uh, I'll go through the wineries we stopped at on that trolley tour but just so you know that was such a unique experience that I highly recommend doing that trolley tour. Super fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was fun. The first stop we're going to make is at the Rumbauer Winery. Now, Beth and I already knew before we planned this trip that Rumbauer was one of the wineries that we were going to go to. And we did this on our own, actually. Uh, we 
found the Rumbar Winery. It's very much off the beaten path. It wasn't something that you could see off the road. Uh, we had to figure out how to get there. In fact, I think we had to call them how to get there. And we got there, and this is our favorite, favorite Chardonnay that Beth and I like. So we were super excited to go to this place. Once we got there, we went inside. Very pretty. It's up on like a hill. And the tasting room was really small. It was so much smaller than we thought it was going to be. And they were not offering a tour. We couldn't tour the facility. So it was basically just a tasting room. But tasting room's a tasting room. Like we were so excited to go in this one. So both of us did the full tasting and actually got the wine club membership there. So now we continue every three months, we get the delivery of the wine. So that didn't end. Just wanted to mention this one because the wine is superb. Like it's one of the best ones that, that Napa, I feel like has is Rumbauer. Yeah. That's kind of the, the wine that we have when we celebrate things, our birthdays. Right. Or- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the next winery that we're going to hit is is the Duckhorn Wineries. And Bath is the one that really likes the Duckhorn wine. So I had not tasted them ever before. I love, 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 love Duckhorn. The Duckhorn Cabernet Sauvignon, I love so much. And Chris not having tasted reds before, I'm like, you have to taste the Duckhorn. It's a very smooth tasting wine and it's got body to it. It's just all around a great wine. Right. So we went to the Duckhorn, which was pretty close to where Rumbauer. We went into the Duckhorn uh, Winery and we walk in, you kind of go into the store area, you purchase the wine and then we had no idea but they like guided us out to this beautiful huge victorian style porch with big tables and that's where the tastings happen so we had our own private table just the two of us we had our own server and these are pours i mean these are full glasses of wine and you you sampled like five of them and they honestly were probably the best reds i've ever had and you're looking on the porch all you see are the grapevines so the setting cannot be that was probably my favorite setting of any winery in the napa valley side is the is that place because not only were the wines awesome but the views were awesome this the setting they didn't rush you through anything they pretty much you know take your time enjoy them beth and i ended up buying i don't know two three bottles four bottles maybe of wine at this place and enjoyed it immensely we didn't want to leave it was so fun yeah, that was a it was a very nice experience with the porch and the the wine, you know, the vineyards were were just gorgeous and they were full of wine grapes at the time we were there. Yeah, we went at a good time because there was a lot of grapes on the vines. And the next place we're going to check out is called Sterling. And this one's located in uh, Calistoga. The unique thing about this winery is you ride a gondola to the winery. So from where you park to where you go to the winery, it's a gondola ride up. So obviously, you're going to get some magnificent views of wine country. Not only going up this gondola, but once you're at the winery and you're done with the tour and you're out, you can just, the pictures you can take are endless. They're, it's so beautiful yeah. up there. Uh, so when you get up to the top of the winery, the way that they do their wine sampling is they have you take their tour. So we walked around the building to different areas in, you know, sporadically placed where like four or five different wine tasting stations. So they fill your glass up and then you stand and you watch the video on how they, you know, oak the barrels or make the barrels or whatever. And then when you move on to the next section, then they you have another wine that you're trying. And you so you keep, get to keep your glass, don't you, the whole time? Yeah, you keep your glass the whole time. And it's kind of like you have a passport and you stop and get the different wines so that you get to try all of them. Plus, you're walking through their entire building on your, your little private guided tour, your self-guided tour, I should say. Uh, the, the wines were good. I mean, it's, it's sterling wines were good, but you're more there for the views, for the, the nice tour. The tour, I learned a lot on the tour. The tour was great. So definitely. I would put this one on your list of not to miss because again, you can't 
make up those beautiful pictures of those rolling wine grapes through the through the valley because that's what you see when you're up on top of this place. And located next door is the Castello de Amorosa, which is this 13th century Tuscan castle and winery. Uh, this is one of the places we hit on the trolley tour. So when you go in, it's 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 like a big castle. So when you go in, it's, it's somewhat got that darkness to it. Um, I believe we did. We did our wine tastings in one of the rooms in the basement of the castle. Uh, I think there was actually some food pairings with it, if I remember correctly. But the great part about it, it was there was only like 10 or 12 people on our tour. So that's only people that were allowed in this wine tasting tour. So we had another semi-private tasting uh, with this guide. And I thought the wines were, we actually, I think, bought one of the bottles there. The wines were, they were good. They weren't like, it's not memorable for to me for the wines. It's more memorable, the wine tasting, because it was down in the basement in this little, this, this uh, stoned, room. I remember part of the tour, I think it was the end of the tour, we actually tasted a wine out of the barrel. So you can get a tasting of what it tasted like directly from the barrel. So that was kind of unique. And then we went to that tasting room and I thought, wow, that was kind of something you would never try every day. I agree. And so, you know, what we did, like I said, we liked it enough. We could drink it. That was great. It's just the experience that you get there was super cool and highly recommended. And we were definitely not disappointed. I think they had one of the biggest shops there that I've seen in all the, all the places we visited. It was just ginormous. You could buy anything wine related there that you can think of. So if you yeah. want to go wine, wine souvenir shopping, that's like the place to go. <laughs> I remember that part of it. And I don't think there was a charge to get into that. I think the only charge was if you did the wine tasting, widen up food pairing tasting or just the wine tasting, I think. But you can go in that store, just stop off, check out that winery, go in the store and shop. Yeah, you're right. There was a lot of good stuff there. Um, The next stop, this was actually another stop that we did on the uh, trolley tour and it was the Behringer winery in St. Helena. Uh, Now this is the oldest continuously operating winery. Beth and I did, we chose to not taste here, uh, but the grounds were so beautiful and the buildings are really beautiful. So we spent our time there instead of tasting because there wasn't really a big tasting thing there. It was more like you can pay to taste and they give you these little tiny glasses and it wasn't anything. It was mostly like what white's in. And Beth and I don't really drink white Zinfandel. So um, we just could have passed on it. But the grounds itself mm-hmm. were so beautiful. They were really, really nice to walk around. The buildings were nice to walk around. And it is so old that, you know, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta stop off here. I mean, who doesn't know Behringer? Yeah, and the and just uh, the Victorian buildings they had there were, were just really nice. And inside it was wood paint, wood everything. So it was just it actually was a really nice winery to visit. Yeah, and I think one of the buildings had like stained glass windows and stuff. So yeah, it was beautiful. I agree. Uh, okay, the next one we're stopping off at is V Satui Winery. It's in St. Helena. Uh it was they had a great wine tour and the wine was great. Uh, the one thing that I remember, it was like an old style buildings, like stone building, beautiful, beautiful ground, the grounds, remember how big it was? Yeah. And they had an Italian marketplace here. And what you could do is, uh, and I think we did this, we went on the wine tour. And then when we were done, we went into this Italian marketplace and we did subs. They, they made subs for you, whatever you wanted. And they had a lot of Italian delicacies like olives and cheeses and meats. So you could make like your own board if you wanted to or you could do subs whatever and they of course had all their wines there so you could what we did was we went and got a bottle of wine and we got subs I can't remember if we got what we got for food but we did get food and we took everything went outside found like a really nice picnic table and sat there and enjoyed the beautiful day enjoyed the grounds enjoyed being outside and you know what I mean I loved doing that with our bottle of wine (laughs) 
Yeah, very important. And the wine was good there. I, I actually, the I actually have to tell you something. I went back to Napa. My my husband used to live out in California, right close to Napa. So when I'd go visit him when we were dating, we would go to Napa a lot for day trips or whatever. And one of the times we went for a long weekend and we went to Visatui and we actually, he liked the wine so much as well that we actually have a membership there. <laughs> So I did not know that. Do they send you wine? How often do they send you wine? Same. They send it every quarter, two bottles every quarter. Mm, you didn't tell me. I hmm. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, I mean, the wines are just that good. And they're always really, really, really busy. They're very busy in there at all times. Uh, but they do have a lot of picnic tables. So, you know, you just wait for someone to leave and get on the picnic table. But I did enjoy their uh, delicatessen that you're just talking about. And the, you get to pick your bread and you get to pick your, your meats. And, and they sometimes fresh fresh meats come in every day type thing. And really, really great idea setting to have a picnic and, and share some wine. So, yeah. So I would definitely kind of incorporate that into your, your day plan going into this area because it's definitely something to do and something to experience and just to settle down, relax for a little bit, and uh, enjoy the area. Uh, okay, the next uh, stop off we're going to make is in Robert Mondavi Wineries. Now, Robert Mondavi, we did not do the tasting here. It's in Oakville and Rutherford area. But one of the things we did do is we did explore their manicured grounds. I mean, it was worth the visit to see the grounds and the way that it ha- they have it all set up. It's so pretty there. It's so th- I'm telling you, this grass was manicured perfectly, like a golf course perfectly. And they did not pressure you to do their tasting tastings there at all. Mm, no. We did shop in the store. They had a pretty good sized store there as well. I remember the grounds being just immaculately beautiful. Yeah, it was very nice there. I enjoyed that one. Okay, so then the next one we're going to stop off at is called Mom Napa. Now, Mom Napa, it's in Oakville, Rutherford. And what they have here are the sparkling wines. So if you're a sparkling wine connoisseur, this is the place to go. I mean, I see Mom wines in the stores around us everywhere. So it's a very popular brand. And their tastings, when we went to the tasting, they're not afraid to pour. So you really get a good taste of other different sparkling wines that they have there. And the final place I want to talk about is a place that we didn't get to go to. We had it on our list, but we ran out of time. And maybe Beth, you went there when you've gone back with your husband is in Oakville and Rutherford. And the name of it is Grigrich Hills Estate. And it gets such wonderful reviews, like top reviews. This winery does. I know that the wine is definitely, it's a more expensive wine. So I wanted to go there and I heard it's a beautiful place to go. The winery is beautiful. The wines are wonderful, but I just wanted to mention it so you guys could keep it on your radar if you're planning a trip out there to maybe put this one on your list. Yeah, I think that would be a good option for people to try. Have you heard the same thing? I have. Yeah. And it was really actually, I think we were going to go to it one time and it was so busy we we just couldn't get in the door so we left so it's it's a very busy and i would assume that at this point with all the wineries pretty much having people make reservations for wine tastings that you definitely need to call ahead for this one yeah so let's reiterate this again i know we talked about it when we we went through sonoma but if there's any wineries that you really want to go to get into go online see what their policy is on the tastings and quite possibly you have to make reservations especially at certain times of 
of the year. So make sure you call ahead of time. And I'm not talking like a day or two ahead of time. I'm talking like weeks or months. This is a trip you need to plan if you want to do something. If you don't care where, what you get into, you just go from winery to winery and just go wherever you can. That's fine. But if you really wanted to get into certain places, I would call ahead and make reservations if they take them so that you're guaranteed a tasting. There was a couple places like Rumbauer and Duckhorn and stuff that Beth and I really wanted to make sure that we got into. So we checked it out or we called ahead and made reservations. But other things we just sort of like wandered into or when we went on the trolley tour, they already had it reserved for us. So we didn't have to worry about it. But right. just something to be aware of. Um, and then while we're still talking about the wineries, I'm going to also reiterate about the wine pours. Like I believe this day after our Sonoma trip and we had so much fun in Sonoma uh, getting the full wine tastings each, I think we decided we went to Napa that we were going to split the tastings. So uh, we did split the tastings in Napa and it was perfect. Like yeah. we both felt like we got enough wine. It wasn't like we got, you know, someone drank it all. It was Their pores were large enough that you could definitely share it with somebody. Yeah. Kind of problem. I agree. That is a good thing to, to remember. Um, okay. So on the other topics, what are there, is there anything else we could do in what Napa other things in the area? Yes, yes. There are other things to do other than just drink wine all day. I already mentioned the Napa Valley wine trolley that Beth and I went on. There was no pressure to drink a lot when you were on that trolley, but driving through Napa Valley in the open air trolley was such a wonderful thing. It was so cool. I just can't recommend doing this trolley tour enough. It was so fun. Yes, you only stopped at three or four wineries, but you know what? That was plenty. After that Sonoma trip, we were happy to just, you know, level it down to two, you know, three, four wineries. And the trolley, the guy that led the trolley, he was such a great guide. And I believe we stopped the very, very beginning of the day after he picked us all up at the hotel. Uh, we went to Yonkville. We stopped there and actually got to go in to one of the bakeries bakeries in downtown there and get like some breakfast, which, you know, a quick like sandwich that we ate, in the you know, took to the trolley to eat. Nothing to sit down. But uh, it was and that was wonderful. It was such a great bakery. I was so happy we got to try it. Yeah, that was, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that was a nice little surprise. And then the, another thing, they have hot air balloon rides out there. So you could take a hot air balloon and gosh, fly right over the top of Napa Valley. Like, that would be so cool. We did not do that, but that would be so cool to do. Um, they have bike tours through wine country. That would be something to do if you had a group of people or even join one of the tours they have out there and bike around to the different wineries. Don't know if you have a choice of what wineries you go to, but it's more about the experience. Another thing the wineries do is they have wine and dine events at the wineries. So depending on which winery you wanted to go to, they all have different events at different times, especially on the weekends. So maybe something to look into attending one of their events where they do dinner pairings or something. But most of the time there are events that they do like outside under the stars, overlooking the vine, the vineyards. So that's something I have not experienced, but definitely the next time I go back, I'm going to pick a time to go back so that I can experience something like that. Cause I think that would be so fun. Yeah, I agree. That would be really fun. Another thing is out there, a lot of them have art collections or different kind of collections. Like I remember going in one and I can't remember the name of it, but there was like rock and roll memorabilia collection. We did a wine tasting in a room that had that. Oh yeah, um, that's true. I remember that. Yeah. And then the, the Hess collection winery, they have one of the top art collections in the world there. So you could go there just to check out the art collection. Uh, another interesting way to see Napa Valley is the Napa Valley wine train. Uh, on the wine train, they have gourmet dining, wine tasting. You can go on tours and they do special uh, wine events on board what they have are restored antique rail cars so you can look into you know google it you can look into 
different opportunities that they have, specialty trains, specialty trips, whatnot. Uh, Another thing, and I mentioned earlier, was have a picnic lunch with wine and sandwiches at one of the wineries. The one that Beth and I went to, the Visatui Winery, um, was the one we found that we loved the most. But I'm sure that there's other wineries out there that offer snacks. Or you can stop off at a bakery or grocery store, grab grab a sandwich or something, and then go in one of the wineries and get a bottle of wine and just have it right out there. There's a ton of wineries that you can do that at, and they'll let you. And another thing to do in Napa is the downtown. Napa Marketplace. So this is an area that Beth and I found in the, they call it the downtown area. Uh, And they basically it's, you go in there and it's just shopping and restaurants and bars, spas, wine tasting rooms. And it's kind of like everything is one next door, right next door to each other, kind of like a mall would be, but it's an outdoor mall. And so you can, we didn't do any wine tastings there. I think we mainly just went there, uh, strolled in some of the shops, like boutique shops. And then we ate dinner, I think sometimes a couple nights there. There's a ton of restaurants there, all different kinds of restaurants, and they have like a nightlife of bars and stuff like that. Because even though you're you spend the day going to wineries, when you're done with the wineries, there's not a lot to do in Napa because all the wineries kind of close around five o'clock. So this downtown, the small little downtown area is kind of the place to go to, to eat, you know, restaurants and, and bars and stuff like that. Okay. So one other question, where should we stay? What should we eat? So staying wise, where to stay? When we went, we stayed down towards uh, the downtown area of Napa because we thought that was more centrally located to where we were going to be going off on our own. And even though we went to Sonoma, that was kind of like the the card came and picked us up but there's a ton of b&b's there's a ton of inns hotels restaurants and spas i'm sure there's airbnbs vacation rentals campgrounds it's they have everything out there so i have to tell you we did my husband and i did stay out there in a hotel it was called the harvest inn in saint helena uh we, when we stayed there we it's kind of the closest one in the middle of napa there so it was really close to visa Tui, and we actually enjoyed our stay there we made sure we got a fireplace in our room so a lot of the hotels out there do have fireplaces, but they offered every day for the guests. Every morning you got their breakfast buffet, which was a giant breakfast buffet. They had French toast, which had a special, I don't know what the special recipe is, but they'll give it to you if you ask for their French toast. And there's a couple other things or eggs that they make specifically just for this hotel. And that also has a recipe attached to it. So it's kind of a unique hotel that we stayed at. And at nighttime, they have a restaurant there and they offer the uh, wine and food tastings, the pairings that you could do there. And then usually on Friday nights, they offer special, um, well, not every Friday, but I think maybe once a month, they offer a certain kind of wine region. Then they have specialized the food that goes with that wine region. So you can do that type of thing too. But that hotel also had a spa at it, which we did enjoy a couple's massage. So it was kind of a, a fun little getaway that we enjoyed it there and got to see a little bit of Napa. Yeah. And you know, I think there's a lot of hotels out there and inns and, and B&Bs and stuff that, that will do that type of thing. And, you know, if we were to go again, I think we probably would maybe try to stay in the Yonkville or the Calistoga area or something, if not at one of the wineries, like you just said, close to one of the wineries, because it does give a unique experience depending on where you go. You know, we were just so overwhelmed the first time we went, we weren't really even sure where to stay. So those are definitely something to look into and probably can just Google, you know, that information. If not, get a hold of us and we can help you, let you know what we found and stuff like that. We have a lot of experience now as opposed to when we first went. (laughs) Obviously, Beth's been quite a few times. And where to eat. Beth and I, we didn't plan too far in advance where to eat because we weren't sure where we were going to land as far as the wineries go. But the one thing I can tell you that we looked at when we did decide where we wanted to go eat 
eat was we wanted to find a place that had a patio that we could sit outside and enjoy looking at the vines and the grapes, the mountains and that type of stuff. And they do have stuff like that there. They do. There's a place called a uh, bricks Napa Valley. It's in St. Helena and they have a farm to table menu. We sat outside on the patio and they had beautiful views of gardens and mountains. And this, this restaurant in particular actually grew their fruit and vegetables right there on the property. To us, it was a really unique place. You could, if you're waiting for your food to come, you could get up and go walk around on the grounds. Or once you were done, you could get up and walk around on the grounds. This would be a great place for like a group setting, a wedding, stuff like that. Lots of good things you can do at this restaurant. I wanted to make mention of a couple other ones. Um, one of them is called Ad Hoc. It's in Yonkville and they have a prefix menu and food and it's served family style. So it's basically like American comfort food. Now, I don't know if y'all have heard of a place called French Laundry. There's a restaurant out there called French Laundry. There's a Michelin level restaurant here. This ad hoc is the more casual taste of that restaurant. So they're going to have the same kind of like, maybe like the tastings are the same, just not going to have to pay the three, $400 a plate. You're going to pay at French laundry. And, and they do have a beautiful patio that they call the addendum. So they have a patio there that you can go and enjoy. Another place called the Boonfly cafe, highly, highly recommended a uh, casual atmosphere uh, they serve modern rustic cuisine and they have a contemporary style roadhouse atmosphere. So this place comes really highly recommended. Uh, the last place I want to mention Beth and I stopped off at was called the Calistoga Inn and that was located in Calistoga and they have a wine and beer garden there. So they have a patio that we sat at outside. It stretches along the Napa river and they have an award-winning microbrewery. So if you have somebody in the group that enjoys uh, beer, this is a place to check out. And it was a cute, quaint little place. Uh, Calistoga was a cute, small, little, quaint place anyways. We like we stopped out there at the lunchtime, I believe. We went to this restaurant. The food was wonderful. We got wine flights there. Uh, it was great. We enjoyed it immensely. I agree. But, Is there um, any place you can add that you've been to? No, because we really I, I ate at the same places because I like them so much. So, no, I, I would recommend going to those places. Those are great places to go, um, on the and the food's just wonderful. So I really enjoyed reminiscing about Napa. I enjoyed looking back at our times that we went there and, and the wineries we visited and the food we had. Is there any kind of last-minute thoughts that you have for anybody wanting to go there? Uh, yes, so... Number one thing, make sure that when you're going to all these wineries doing wine tastings that you have a designated driver because the pours, if you're not splitting the tastings with somebody, the pours are about one and a half glasses of wine. So, or one and a half, the pours are about one, you know, like picture equivalent. Like, yeah, equivalent. So make sure you have the, the designated driver just to be safe. Uh, the They do have also, if you look into it ahead of time and do your research, there are different passes, like wine passes out in Napa. So some of them offer you pay a price and you get like buy one, get one free wine tastings. Or they offer you a percentage off of different things. And this just be really careful because sometimes the wineries that you want to go to aren't included in those passes. But I, and I, but I do know they offer several different kinds of passes. So sometimes paying for one of those passes might be paying more than you would have paid because it didn't include the wineries you wanted to go to. So just be careful of that. But look into that because that could save you a lot of money going out there. Yeah, that's uh, true. That actually we tried, we looked into that too. Yeah. And I think we did get one pass and we didn't even end up using it that much because it wasn't to any of the wineries we wanted to go to. 
Right. Uh, the other thing I want to reiterate with Beth said about tipping, if you're paying full price for the tasting and you don't buy wine, a tip isn't expected, but it is appreciated. So this is especially the case if your server that goes above and beyond. Um, amount wise, uh, we tipped probably between five and ten dollars. The two of us, like as a you know, the both of us together, all together tip, tipped that for two people. Yeah. Yeah. For two people. And then the last thing I wanted to touch on real quickly to, to wrap up is uh, all the wineries are now into offering the virtual t- wine tastings where they, you get a group, like I know we looked the other day, looked into Rumbauer where they had like six glasses, Rumbauer glasses etched and six bottles of wine. They take it, ship it to your house. And then you schedule a time that they have somebody that comes online and leads you through the tasting. They actually give you the food ahead of time of what you should make. That'll pair well with the wine. And they give you the recipes. They give you everything everything. And if you don't want to make the recipes, they'll make it as simple as have apple slices, have brie cheese, you know, like they'll make it very, very simple so that you could do a unique virtual wine tasting with your friends, have people come over or they could do it from their own houses. Depends. Like I said, they give you all everything in a package and you can virtually experience their wines from home. You don't even need to go out there, especially, you know, right now. So just another option. I really, really, really can't emphasize what a wonderful trip it is to go out to Napa and Sonoma. If I could go every year, one time I would, but I highly, highly recommend going and checking it out. Even if you don't like wine, it's such a beautiful region. It's so green, the rolling hills, the vineyards, um, and even just going in and checking out the wineries is just a unique experience. So something everybody should try. I agree. So, all right. Well, thank you for joining us and have a great day. Thank you again for joining us. Please subscribe and support our podcast and feel free to leave a review. Also, let us know if there's a specific destination you would like us to talk about. You can find us on our websites at relaxandenjoyvacations.com and meetingplanningforyou.com. We'll see you next week where we will continue to share our world travel escapes.